Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast here on a Friday, talking all things Detroit Lions. We had a fired up Wednesday show. There is so much to talk about with the Lions. Things are swirling, changes are being made, new people are being brought in, everybody's optimistic, fired up. Yep, some people are still saying, show me. You know, me and Griff could have some of that as well. But we're here on a Friday talking Detroit Lions, um, serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid. So, Griff, everybody knows it's your favorite day of the week. Everybody knows you're probably going to go through your same old, same old spiel. But I, but I just got to ask you one thing here. How you doing this week? Oh, you know me, man. It's Friday. I'm doing good, doing good. And this is that time of year where <laughs> January, February, and the first two, three weeks of March just seem like one long month where it's gray and it's cold. There's no football this weekend. So it's like time to like bust out a jigsaw puzzle or something like that. But you know, Hey, it is Friday. So you get the weekend. So you get to sleep in. So TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Griffka, did you just start off the Detroit Kool-Aid cast coming off our fired Wednesday show and tell people to do a jigsaw puzzle? Is that what you did? There's no, there's no football. So get a puzzle that has a football picture on it and do that. Everybody, don't do that. Don't listen to Grifka. I mean, he didn't mention chili this week, so he let me down. Uh, but it is chilly outside. Grifka, it's Friday. We got lots to talk about. I mean, I'm assuming we just get right into it. And like I say, even you can't can't bring my mood down about what this team is doing here on a Friday. I'm ready to talk some Detroit Lions and serve up some Kool-Aid. Let's do this. Yeah, it's, a, it's Friday, and let's do this. I, I believe the man deserves a little bit of reverence for, you know, he was here and yeah, no playoff games, but, and we know, we, we know what's happening. It, it's going to happen sooner or later, you know, goodbye. Number nine, you know, it's one of those things where it, it's kind of sad. I mentioned it, this, you know, the split fan base, me and you were ready to move on, but still when, when you heard about it and you know, you were like happy it happened. Did you let it sink in and did it kind of like hit you then? And so it's like, Wow, we're moving on. Did, did that happen to you? Grifka, are you trying to get me to do this on a Friday? Grifka, are, are, are you here trying to get me in a sad mood about losing number nine and about him moving forward with another NFL franchise? Are, are, are you here to get all the fans all up in arms about the fact that we're going to have a new quarterback here in the city of Detroit. Do you want me to go on and on about the stats, the touchdowns, 
the memories, the moments. Do 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 you want me to let the people know that are out there shedding tears over number nine, like no longer being in the Honolulu blue and silver? Are are you trying to bring the showdown and make this kind of a sad moment that the lions are moving on from number nine? Maybe not sad, but more kind of like Irish wake type thing. Like, you just kind of want to celebrate him a little bit. Not sad, just kind of like, hey, you know, you were here. You did some nice things. Couldn't get us over the hump. I mean, you did put some stats up. You had some great memories here of some comeback victories. Also, some memories where it's just like, who in the heck are you throwing the ball to on that type stuff? But still, kind of Irish wake more so than... uh, you know, looking for full out, you know, finding you in the bathroom floor, crying your eyes out into a lion's towel. Grifka, there were some of these moments with Matt Stafford. Woo! And there were some of these moments. It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> I mean, to, to me, is a guy who, like I said, um, you know, I got way too many number nine jerseys. I've repped the guy. I've always sort of loved the way he throws the football, the way he, you know, when things were going well, he would really be rolling and could do some things out in the football field, you know, you know, straight up good, bad, or otherwise, he's pretty much been our best football player for the majority of his time here in Detroit. Now, maybe that's sort of why we didn't win is even if he's a above average to good to great quarterback, I mean, you can't really be the alpha top dog on a team and win at the highest level, in my opinion. But like I say, when I when I heard it, I mean, like I said, my buddy Chops was here. We're getting ready for the big UFC Conor McGregor fight. Like he was he was real fired up. And so was I just because I knew it was a new dawn, new era for the team. But I mean, it's going to take some getting used to for sure. I mean, especially because I guarantee you the first time the, the new young signal caller or the vet or whoever's out there makes a mistake, you're just going to hear people grumbling, you're going to hear, you know, here we go, or this, that, and the other, but like I say, for me, it was much more of a new dawn, new era, as well as, I feel like this guy's still in the pocket, where if we trade him to the highest bidder, and that bidder ends up being, I don't know, Indy, San Francisco, Denver, Dallas, Washington football team, Carolina, New England, Houston, New York Jets, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, the Raiders, or the Rams. I mean, (laughs) pretty much any of those teams, you know, would love to have this guy and we'd love to send them. It just depends on what your bid point is. So I I don't mind him going to any of those places and, and winning playoff games and putting up great numbers in the National Football League and all his receivers saying, man, I love this guy. He's just a great leader and this, that, blah, blah, you know, like I don't mind any of that. So I think it's going to take some getting used to, but I definitely think that, you know, I didn't have a sad sense. It was much more of a what's next. I'm excited about what could be. And then, like you say, we'll just have to wait and see what is and then um, deal with that. But I think it's a, a new era for the Lions, a new era for Matt Stafford, as well as just a something people should be much more excited about than what you tried to do to us. And that was simply this. He's just classic Grifka trying to get everybody sad down in the dumps when when really it should be straight up this. Oh, baby! It's like, Grifka, you should know this already. It's like, duh. <laughs> like, I just got to ask you this, Grifka. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, what else we got here on a Friday? Well, I just want to mention how what you said. We had both kind of prepared ourselves for this to happen. We didn't think it would happen, but, it you know, it, it's going to happen. 
And like I said, it might be strange to see him, you know, strutting around in one of those other uniforms. And and I guess the biggest positive is, I know, silver lining type thing is, you know, one time, you know, I, I, I was talking with Chuck. And, you know, like I said, he's a big Cowboys fan. I asked him one time, I go, who is a better quarterback, Danny White or Tony Romo? And he told me Romo and stuff like that. I go, yeah, but look what Danny White had to follow. He had to follow Roger Staubach. And Tony Romo had to follow Quincy Carter. So I guess the positive here is like whoever the next quarterback is, it's not like Matt Stafford took us to all these Super Bowls and all these wins like that, you know, deep playoff runs where somebody's going, he's no Matt Stafford. I mean, it's just like if somebody goes, he's no Matt Stafford, we're going to be like, okay, so what? He threw up a bunch of stats. They didn't do anything with him. And people, oh, we didn't have the tail and all this stuff. But still, it's not like he's, 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 I know you hate when I say, but he's Detroit good. Yeah, we love him, and we, and we touted him, but still, he's not replacing an NFL legend with this massive shadow, where the quarterback can come in when it's a new one. Because I'm assuming, even if the even if next year's just a stopgap, the new one's going to come in, and nobody's going to be like, "Dude, you're no Matt Stafford. Dude, you're no Matt Stafford." You know, it's just I, I think that's the one positive, really. The big positive out of that, but that's just me. See, I don't know. I think they are going to do that, but like it's going to take a little bit of time. But I mean, let, let's just get it straight right now, and we'll keep the show moving. Like again, I, I respect the guy, especially for who he is off the field. He did bore me to death at the podium. I I went every Sunday when he was ready to roll, and he had players on the outside. Like we had a a chance. The the problem was it was always just a chance. Like there weren't many games I walked into where it's like, we're going to beat the daylights out of these people. Grifka, what might we do to a team if it was around Halloween or so? Oh, we're going to definitely punch them in the mouth, take their candy. (laughs) Like there weren't too many games where nine rolled up and I felt that way. I mean, like you say, would he make some amazing passes where you were just like, I don't know. You had to, you had to go straight up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he would, he would do that, but like, in my opinion, it just wasn't ever enough. And, you know, like I say, I can't say it enough. People think that I hate this guy or that I'm, you know, how dare you say you didn't want number nine when I said it, what, months ago? I mean, you talked about it here on the show, and it was like, I'm just telling you, he's not a top five, he ain't top ten, top eight, he ain't, he ain't not really top ten to me. He, he's 12 to 15-ish with, with, with top, you know, ten upside on a good day. And... To me, it's just like you said, go win somewhere else. Um, hopefully, the Lions can kind of get over the salary cap portion of it. I cannot wait to see what they get in regards to draft picks. I just read you a bunch of teams. I think my top four teams of where he's going to go, I don't know if you're going to ask me this later, but I'll just say it now. My top four teams are Indy, San Francisco. I can't really see him in San Francisco. It seems like an odd fit to me. Denver, I think, would be a perfect fit with the weapons they have and just kind of John Elway wanting that QB, that gunslinger. And, man, I'd just love to see him with the star in the helmet. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Chuck Dog, your fantasy football magazine over there. Uh, like, yeah, go put your star on your helmet and go play with all those weapons and win in your home city. Just give us a first. And I don't know, since it's Jarrah Jones, another first, <laughs> and we'll send him their priority mail. You know what I'm saying? So much respect to Matt Stafford. I hope he does well. Lions fans should be excited, and you aren't going to lose the memories. I'm not going to forget about the good moments, but I'm also not going to sit here and hang my head forever either. you got to move forward. 12 years is a fine time to move forward, and just be excited about the future. So let's go. Yep. So moving on. You just mentioned a few teams that he could get traded to. So uh, I guess 
if you were running the team, if you were talking to John Dorsey and, you know, they hired you as the GM, what direction would you want to go? Would you want to take a quarterback and build now? Or would you want to get a stopgap free agent out there? I know I mentioned in the last show there was a couple guys. Or one of those teams that you mentioned we trade them to, would you take one of those quarterbacks off those teams? What was it? Brissett off the Colts, Dak or whatever, getting a sign and trade with him, uh, Garoppolo or, or Drew Locke. Which, which direction would you go if you were the GM in this team? Grifka, normally I ask you a question before I answer your question. What do you think my answer might be to this? Oh, you're going to draft your QB? <laughs> you know I'm going to draft my QB, Grifka. First and <laughs> foremost, I'm talking all on Twitter about putting out mock drafts and all this stuff. And, like, I, everybody knows I've been a big fan of Zach Wilson for a while. Now, you hear the haters out there. Oh, he's a rich, spoiled kid. Oh, I don't like his game. Oh, he's a Mormon. Yeah, that's, you, that's for you, Brian. Um, all that stuff you see out there. He's a and Mormon. Like, What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> exactly. That's Brian's take uh, that he doesn't want him because he's a Mormon. And, and then Brian th- always throws up that you and talks about that you. I mean, he's Benny Blades, his favorite guy. <laughs> and that's for you too, Brian. I mean, yeah, his Mormon, his, his home upbringing has nothing to do with it because, hey, people, here here's an exclusive right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Matt Stafford came from a very rich, well-off family in Dallas as well. He he had a silver spoon in his mouth playing quarterback his whole life as well. He was always the guy. So it's like that's that's not a a deal breaker. So I like I like Zach Wilson, Grifka. Here here's something I want to put on the show. Over like a calendar year ago, before we kicked off the 2020 NFL season, you had the audacity here on the show. It, to do this, and, and before I even mention it, you know what it did to me. That drives me freaking bonkers. You brought up before the 2020 season where we were all jacked up hoping that Matt Pat was going to get it right. Little did we know he's a freaking jerk idiot that ruined our team. You you were like, hey, let me let me read off this 2021 mock to you. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And uh, it said the Lions are going to finish with like four or five wins. They were going to pick like, Seventh, I believe it was in the draft, and they were going to take Trey Lance. I remember it like it was yesterday. I went on a big rant. I pumped the people up about why this wasn't going to happen. Grifka, I'm here to tell you in the 2021 draft with the seventh pick, the Detroit Lions may select, which I would back. Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Like this kid's got mad swagger. He can run. He's like six four. He can. He's a natural thrower. I watch more tape. Griff guy pulled up a couple interviews because unlike you, I actually want to know who the kid is and what he's about. And I loved what I saw and heard. Yeah, he's got some issues, and yeah, he might need some time. But Trey Lance, it may be Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and then Justin Fields for me. And then it goes down to Matt Jones, which I don't want, but I would love to say that because that's just fun. And then Kyle Trask, uh, who a lot of people hated on Twitter when I even mentioned his name in the third or fourth round in a mock. They hated him. But you want to go bargain. The third or fourth round, you're going to hate that pick? Yeah, they they just hated the person. And I was just like, but I got him in the third or fourth round. I mean, it seemed like value. They 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 hated the person. What do you do? Like steal your best pig or something like that? I guess. Who cares, man? They just had it. That's a third, fourth round QB, man. Like 10 or 15. Not like, like just tons of people, like dozens and dozens of people kept saying, Chuck, 
Kyle Trask sucks. He can't move. I hate him. This it's like, oh, he's pretty good this year in college football at the at the University of Florida. So I'm not saying that's my guy. I'm just saying if you want to load up at other positions, it might be worth a risk. And then Griff, I found out today doing a little research that my my boy Ritter from Cincinnati, who I kind of had pegged as a mid round guy if they wanted to, is going back to school. Um, so he's off he's off the board, which is kind of a bummer. I didn't know that with some some of the uh, research and stuff I've been doing. So Ritter from Cincinnati is no longer there. Grifka, I'm so on board with just taking the one of the four quarterbacks. You pretty much know one's gonna fall to you. And then the free agent quarterbacks I wrote down that would either get me excited or be worth a dart throw, in my opinion. Brissett, Fitz, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, uh, James Winston, your boy. Mullins, who I just heard had an elbow um, issue, but he plays over there in San Francisco. He'd just be a guy that could hold the water for a little bit. Um, Dak would be the big money play. I don't see that happening. Or, or Griff, I got one for you. I picked out a free agent just for you. You want to know who he is? Yeah, I gotta hear this name, Mitch. <laughs> I, 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 I know, I know it's a dog's name, but I mean, I, I saw him on the list and I thought, man, you know, who Grifka would bring in Mitch. Uh, but then, like after a few games, you'd probably say he's not that. Uh... Yeah, he's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So nobody wants those free agents. The only way you get one of those guys if you're totally just waiting but i don't see anybody that wows me in 2022 so let's get the rookie let's get the fan base excited Grifka, i want my new quarterback to wear a face shield i want him to be swagger new age quarterback i want him to be able to run pass move in the pocket throw the football down the field um and do all the things we need to in 2021 and and beyond to win in the league so zach wilson trey lance justin fields give me one of them and I'm not even like messing with a vet. No, like, hey, bring a vet in, play him. No, my rookie, unless he really needs some seasonings, playing day one. Well, let's hope it's not Justin Fields because he's going to suck. Um, I don't, let's I don't do this. Think uh, so. Yeah, okay. Um, let's do this. Let's uh, take a pause for the cause, pay some bills, come on back and uh, finish up the show. All dedicated to number nine. All right, everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today... I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. 
We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk Lions. Like I said, he brings up the Hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's it's a really fun show. Benny loves the Lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe. B-L-E-A-V and Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Everybody, we're back from the commercial. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. It really helps the show. I mean, I know they're, they're repeats. I, I know you guys have heard them before, but if you can listen to our sponsors or go check them out, go to Anchor Podcast, go check out my Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions podcast. It continues to grow. We even had Grifka on. I mean, that might have hurt the ratings, but we did it anyway. We had Grifka on, Believe in Lions. Uh, Benny Blades is always worth a listen. There ain't no doubt. Me and him mix it up, have some fun. But uh, check those out, no doubt. Hit that subscribe button. Share this with a friend. I mean, it's going to be... I think I said this last year, Grifka, and maybe the year before, and maybe the year before that, and I'm not sure about the year before that, but I think so, and maybe, I've said it a lot, but this is probably the biggest offseason in the history of the Detroit Lions. It's going to be big, draft, free agency, um, senior bowls going down, no Grifka, I'm not going to quiz you this year, but uh, lots of good things going on with the Lions, man. Uh, What else we got this week? Uh, like I mentioned, uh, this is the uh, we're pouring a little out for number nine, saying goodbye. So I just have a few more questions for you on that, um, before we, before we uh, take off for the weekend here. And um, my first question to you: Now we mentioned how we didn't, you know, didn't win any big games, you know, no playoff wins. But what is your fondest memory of Matt Stafford? And if you tell me that that play that everybody puts on Facebook and Twitter of him against Cleveland. Please let it be something else. Don't be trite and say that. Please give me another one. <laughs> I mean, Grifka, I mean, the greatest moment of Matt Stafford is rookie year against Cleveland. It's like, duh. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I got I got a couple more for you. A couple more for you. And these, these, are, these are clutch ones right here. So a little story for you and the people. So again, you know me. I've been a diehard Lions fan, but I'm I, I came kind of in the worst, you know, few decades here, couple decades of the Lions, and I, I fought through it all. But I'll never forget. I think it was like 2014 ish, sitting there watching the Lions against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Griffco one. It's one of those teams that gets all the calls. I mean, gosh, what what are a couple others? Let's remind the people. Oh, of course, the Packers, Steelers, Giants, Patriots. We know, we know the score. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sitting watching them, and like the game's going on again. We're getting Des Bryant scoring touchdowns. We're getting beat up. I'm sure Chuck Dog with his freaking, uh, you know, Barnes and Noble fantasy football magazine is just loving it. You know what I mean? I had to sit through an actual Lions game at Ford Field with the guy, and he didn't say peep one until the final play when when Witten beat us. But anyway, so I'm at I'm at my house I'm watching this game. And, like, I had reached a point, Grifka, with that season, a gym call or whoever, where I was just frustrated. I'm like, man, forget this. This this game's over. I'm done with this. So I literally, like, 
I went and took a hot shower, and I'm just like in the shower going, gosh, another loss to the freaking cow. This is ridiculous. And just like annoyed with everything. And literally I come out of the shower. Somehow the Lions had scored like two touchdowns. They were going on that final drive. I literally came out with my towel on or whatever. Matt Stafford threw that rope down the left side to Chris Durham. You remember that? <laughs> Where he looked to the Chris right, Durham. pump faked, and threw to the left about 50 yards on a on a frozen rope to his, his roommate, his buddy, his pal, the white slouch slug that we had named Chris Durham. Makes an incredible catch, gets his puppies down. Then Matt Stafford throws it to the quick. Calvin Johnson on a, another incredible throw. He goes down to the one yard line, which would have been what, like, I think he had 300 yards and, you know, two or three touchdowns, whatever he had, something ridiculous in that game. But he came one yard short on this one again. And all of a sudden, number nine is yelling at Riley Reeves to, come on, Riley! <laughs> With his stupid freaking voice that always cracks. And then he just like, he's getting up there to spike it, and instead he just runs it in. He just dives over the pile. He runs out to the left, runs in the end zone, spikes the football. We freaking win the game. Like, it was one of those moments where I had kind of given up on the team. I didn't think we had a chance, and sure enough, Nine pulled a rabbit out of his hat, won the game, you know, gave him life that season. It, that was that was an incredible one for me. That was that was. I just remember watching that game and thinking, how'd they win this? And then later that week on NFL Network, that was their game of the week, and they showed it again. And I'm sitting there watching it again. I'm like, with like was there like five minutes left in the game, and they were down by like double digits. I'm like, how in the hell did they win this game? And I had to like sit there and like watch it again to like, gosh, like. They won this game, so right. that was, yeah, Calvin had a huge game. That was that game he went up above uh, three Cowboys in the end zone, brought down a touchdown. <laughs> no doubt. Incredible. Like, Matt Stafford has a couple, like, I, I, a couple more come to mind. Like, you know, the throw to Golden Tate after a great comeback in Minnesota, and then Golden Tate goes Cirque Soleil and decides to hydroplane from, like, the five and do a cartwheel flip in the air and score a game-winning touchdown. I think that was overtime. That was a walk-off. That was pretty sweet. And then Grifka, another one that I remember, like, clear as day, is me and you at Ford Field um, against the Chiefs. Matt Stafford just winging the ball all around the yard. I think we scored like 45, 48 points, whatever it was. Matt Stafford mic'd up as he often was when he balled out. And, uh, you know, you can go pull that up on YouTube. He just had some great stuff to say. He was throwing great balls all over the yard. And Grifka, I know you remember that one because there was something very unique that happened in that game that wasn't about number nine, the quarterback. Yeah, Rory made a hell of a play. You know, took out the Chiefs running back. <laughs> Rory freaking blew out Jamal Charles's ACL. Oh. Griff could talks about it to this day. He worships the ground that Rory walks on every time you go to. Then he was field. gone from it's the It's really sideline. embarrassing to be really, honest. What happened people. to Rory? He was no longer allowed on the sideline. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Matt Safford was dealing there, and then and then Grifka. There was this Browns game where he threw the pass, shoulder came out. He threw, he threw it to your boy Pettigrew. Did, I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. You never saw that one. I, I've never seen that highlight before. I, I will probably have to find it. But I have something to blow your mind on Matt Stafford before I bring up the next question. Hold on, that, did you that, know? Hold on, that that Browns was a great moment. But you know what Dan Campbell wants to say about it? What? You've had enough of that. Sh- <laughs> exactly. Like great moment, great it. play, like, but gonna, hey, Campbell's number like, nine. We're making new highlights. 
Exactly. I mean, seriously. You've had enough of that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to go find that highlight. But um, did you know that Matt Stafford grew up with Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw? I just didn't know if you knew that. So Frank Rivers has something to say to you. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Unbelievable! Like, don't just don't yeah. drop stuff on us like that. It's incredible. Exactly. Um, next question for the few uh, memories that you just had of that you, that you just gave us of Matt Stafford. While he was here, what do you think he could have done better? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, again, we, we're not going to leave on this note. Griff guy got a little something here at the end of the show. Uh, you're not going to let you bring me down. I mean, I'm not going to bring up the music again. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Griff could, you, you know what Matt Stafford did that was his fault. I mean, he had a few of them. Again, he has a rocket arm, great guy, all that we, stuff we already talked about. Some of his faults. Matt Stafford, I mean, gosh, he, he just... He just always seemed to lose it in the end. I mean, he never played big in the big ball games. He always made that mistake for no reason. I mean, uh, to me, is one of his other sad moments, since we got the music up, is that this guy was always not vocal in the media. Like, he never said one interesting thing when he was in Detroit. He tried to be funny at times. He tried to be Mr. Cool at times. But to me, he's just a statue of cliches and company speak and that's probably half of the problem with the Detroit Lions is we didn't have somebody that would say I don't know cue up Dan Campbell you've had enough of that exactly that's what Matt Stafford just said about eight years ago like to me he he, he should have demanded more from ownership I mean but like I say overall you can't totally hold it against him but it's just he wasn't vocal enough he made mistakes he kind of should be better in year 12 as a highly paid top level NFL quarterback with the skill set he has. And he never maxed out his potential. He was just always I or pretty good or above average or good to great, but never was elite and never was the guy. So those are some of the faults I see in him. I mean, it just never got the most out of him, unfortunately whether that's on the Lions or him or whatever. But um, like I said, those are just some things I'd pick out. I mean, you got a few? Yeah, the biggest thing is, kind of, if you've seen him play like at Georgia, he was kind of the same quarterback with the Lions. He did the same things there that he did at Georgia. Yeah, it was that gunslinger, had the big arm, and I love quarterbacks like that. You know, people have heard my list of guys that just used, that would zip the ball around. It's like try to fit in the tight window and still at points like, you know, throw the bad interception, like who are you throwing that ball to? But he, he had that mentality, and I love that mentality in a quarterback, but he kind of, I don't want to say like developed out of it into that wise, you know, wily veteran to do stuff. He kind of played the same way when he was in college. He was the same way there at the University of Georgia. So that would be like kind of like, I would say my biggest knock on him is that he never became that wily guy that, you know, turned into something you know, that came up big in the end. He was still making those throws through his whole career, just like you said. And I can live with a quarterback not talking as much or, you know, being the fiery guy. I mean, it's cool to see, you know, Tom Brady on the sideline hitting guys on the shoulder pads and screaming and stuff. But like you said, Matt Stafford never seemed to be that way. And I'd be okay with it if he would have won more. But when you don't do it and you come up short, it's just kind of like, people counted counted against you and said you weren't fiery but he just never he never developed for me like i thought he would i so i got you and i'm gonna do another rarity on the show i'm gonna agree with you to me he was inaccurate a little bit at georgia he was also a guy that just 
like you said, didn't fully develop, even though he didn't really have to, because he was already good enough, almost coming out of high school and college to be a, a above average mid-level quarterback. And that's sort of where he stayed was sort of in that middle ground where every year it was all the hype of what he was going to do and who he had to play with and what he was missing and blah, blah, blah. And instead it was always just kind of like this plateaued line of, yeah, he's good, but not great. Yeah. He makes great plays, but he makes mistakes. Yeah. He's the same inaccurate quarterback at times as well as, wow, he can throw these unbelievable balls, you know, 30 yards down the field on a frozen rope. I'm, I'm with you on that Grifka. I freaking agree with you. Way to go, buddy. Last question, yes or no? Black and white question. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. I mean, I hate to say it because of the no playoff success, but those freaking crazy numbers where he's going to be one of the top passing guys as well as just that's kind of what the league's about now. It's like almost everybody gets in, like the WWE Hall of Fame. They just put in whoever they want. So he loved the media. He was great with the media. He never did anything off the field. His numbers are crazy. If he gets a playoff win or two, he has to sneak in, no doubt about it. Yeah, I I think he will eventually, but he's going to be one of those guys that's going to have to wait a bit before he gets in. Yep. Um, that's I what agree. I think. Of. I agree with you twice so, uh, in a row. That, that's, a, that's a mistake. Griff, are you yeah. done with your Stafford questions? Yeah, that's that's enough. We poured out enough and, uh, and you know, to say goodbye to him. Yeah, respect. Hope you do well. Hope the team gets what they want. Let's just let's just do one more, Grifco. I'm sure we'll probably use it on other shows, but one more for this show. Stafford! All right, so Grifco, we're not ending it that way. I got a little something for you here because I knew you were going to end on the what are his faults or this or that where it's going to bring the show down. So I'm going to bring the show back up. You ready for this? Yeah, let's do this. Grifco, I know you tried to make this show about Matt Stafford. I'm about to make it about you <laughs> and here's how i'm about to do it because everybody i want to tell you a little story and I, I i know we're uh running short on our time but i'll make it quick there's a story about grifka and and what happened is i tried to thank him about six months ago or more probably even a year ago for all of his efforts sometimes lack thereof here on the show so i got him all these like lions gifts like a nike elite jersey and a big matt Patricia Pencil, and I don't even remember what else I got. Some other things that Grifka would like or as a token of my appreciation. And one of those items was an absolute one-of-a-kind, can't-find-it-anywhere, Nike Barry Sanders poster. Black and white, greatest pose ever. I put it in kind of a jankety frame, but I figured Grifka could find a place for this in his house. It'd be just a... Grifka was a, a Barry guy where I barely even ever saw him play as a Lions fan. So I give this to Grifsky. I say, hey, can you do me one favor? This is like such a unique poster. Can you find time in your busy schedule playing, you know, hopscotch and going to the park and whatever else you do to just go up to Staples, ask the old lady under the counter, hey, can you just make one copy of this for a buddy of mine? He just really would love this poster. And when she tells you no, tell her, I don't care if it's like 30, 40 bucks, whatever it is, just like help us out here. Make a print with one of your big printers and help us out. So Grifka says, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll get that done. Weeks and months and time goes by, and Grifka doesn't do it, and I get more and more furious because you can't find this poster. I thought he would just do me a solid as a buddy, but he doesn't. So, again, I'm telling you guys I'm bringing the show up, and this is where it starts. So Grifka pisses me off, as he often does, and then all of a sudden, a week or two ago, he says, hey, I got to swing by your place. Got something. And I'm thinking, holy bleep yeah that's right dan campbell i was just tired of grifka you've had enough of that i that's how i felt but i was like oh my gosh he did it he got the reprint 
Grifka comes over to the, the Oak Creek Pad, the DTO scouting office, and freaking Grifka, the waffle maker, he pulls out of his car the biggest frame I've ever seen in my life. Bl- black frame, blue, dark blue, throwback matting. And what is it? It's the it's the poster I gave him. So, so he kind of re-gifted, but I'm not going to hold it against him. He gave me back the amazing poster I gave him, but he got it framed, matted, done up like a freaking stud. And this thing is incredible. So, Grifka, I put you on blast a lot on the show. I have a lot of fun with you. I kicked you in the ass multiple times over this poster. Grifka, I want to say thank you for everything you do on the show. I want to say thank you for one of the coolest gifts I've ever gotten in my life. This thing will probably be with me until I'm in the grave. And it is one of the coolest posters and the way you set it up. So, buddy, on the show, I thought I'd give you some dap. I thought I'd say thank you. And just tell you and the people how awesome this is. I'll have to put a picture out on Twitter at Derek Oakry about it. Well, like I said, it's just uh, one to, uh, you know, thank you for everything that you've done. Yeah, we've butted heads on this. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've had chats afterwards. But uh, still, you know, we get out there. We have fun talking about it. And uh, still, you know, it's nice to talk to another Lions fan and somebody I know that would appreciate it. So um, I'm glad you enjoy it. I, I'm very thankful, and Grifka, thank you for entertaining the people, for continuing to come on this show. We're going to conti- continue to serve up Detroit Kool-Aid, hopefully till this team gets to the playoffs, starts winning playoff games, starts winning games. Me and you often want to quit the show and just bl- blow up on each other, or more so me on you after we're done. But we continue to pump out content for the people, and that gift was awesome. I hope you continue to rock some of the jerseys and stuff I gave you. Uh, the Stafford throwback I think I gave you might have to go in the uh, in the shelf now. We'll have to get you a bargain bin DeAndre Swift or something here coming up. But uh, like I say, man, I'm appreciative of that. I know as much fun as we have, all the listeners enjoy your gimmicks. They enjoy the things you bring to the table. They love the, the energy and the Detroit Kool-Aid that I serve up. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you not only for the gift, but for uh, showing up week after week, doing the show, as well as uh, some new things we got coming for everybody. So thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. Welcome. Grifka, now that that's all the way, now that I pumped you up, now they gave you all this credit, undeserved probably. I mean, Dan Campbell's got something to say before we close the show. You've had enough of that Yeah, I know all of you absolutely have of me telling Grifka how great he is. You're probably sitting at home going like this. You've had enough of that (laughs) I hear you. I feel you, Dan Campbell and Grifka. I mean, I can only give you so much credit here on the show. I mean, I've had enough of it. You've had enough of that There we go. Now, Grifka, now, now, now that I pumped you up, now that I gave you everything I could as thank yous and appreciation, I only got one thing left here on the show, and that's simply this. Grifka. We've talked all about Matt Stafford. We had a fired up Wednesday show. I'm like out of breath and I'm so fired up about this team. I can't wait till the free agency, the draft, senior bowl, all the stuff we got coming up. I got one more thing left for you though. And that's this. Do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Everybody drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. You know how we do it. Serve it up to a friend. Tell them, hey, get on board now while this team's turning around. We're going to have a new signal caller, new things going on. Get hype, and uh, we're going to get this thing all set up for the Detroit Lions. So everybody, take care. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We are out.
We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to smile at you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. You've had enough of that You've had enough of that You've had enough of that Drink it in, man.